Hello, and welcome to Cowl Fans, your home for casual Overwatch League news. Uh, coming at you from the past, time traveling to you, yes. so that you can hear what we have to say this morning in the afternoon. But the first things first, our homeboys Florida Mayhem, they look like a brand new team! Woo! Super exciting. We won a match! We won a match, convincingly. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. We took a match to map five that looked good. We didn't look bad the entire time against either it, team. It looked all right. It was fantastic. And we'll get to those later. And uh, we have another celebration. History was made this week as the curse Shanghai is broken. broke the curse. One and 42. What a 42. Super exciting. They finally have a win. They mm -hmm. can get that weight off their shoulders. Beautiful. They've shown the world that you cannot beat the Shanghai Dragons 43, 43 times, times in a row. Yes, sir. They will put their foot down. That's it. And tell Blizzard to bench your main tank 10 minutes before the game. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Okay, so, match of the week. Let's, since we were already talking about Florida, I'm going to go ahead and throw my match of the week out here. Let's do it. My match of the week is Florida versus Philadelphia. Uh, it was so beautiful. We looked amazing. As a Florida fan, we don't get to experience this very often. Usually the only thing you experience when you're watching a Florida game is despair and true. heartbreak. It's and true. you just stare at the screen and you're like, why do I keep doing this? But today it was, it was an exciting match. It really was. It was competitive. We showed good looks. Good teamwork. Yeah. Everything about it looked good. We, f we identified their weak link, which, mm -hmm. let's be honest with ourselves, Boombox wasn't there. Yeah. Elk was their weak link. Mm -hmm. no Although, surprise. Elk didn't really seem too terrible until Route 66. Elk wasn't bad, per se. Elk yeah. is a good player. We all can see that Elk is a good player. But the fact of the matter is, he hasn't been playing with the team as long. Right. He doesn't know how to position around them. Right. Like, um, Boombox does because he doesn't mm -hmm. practice with them. Yeah, and so Florida saw that, identified that, and said, mm -hmm. "We're gonna dive him." Yep, and shut Elk down. And Zenyatta is a huge source of damage. Mm -hmm. So shutting down the Zen or shutting down the Zarya, and that means you're not building Trance, and Trance is mm, one of the most important, important right ultimates right. that you could possibly get. So, so that means Philly didn't have a chance to stop Florida's big pushes right. because they didn't have Trances up mm -hmm. as often. They didn't have the damage output. There right. was everything was going against them for that because. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, because Florida saw their target. But it's not it even that. You could tell even outside of the last minute elk subbing for Boombox, they were still very prepared for what Philadelphia Fusion was going to be running against them. Like they knew that they were going to be running a lot of Winston goats, so they tailor made a lot of Reaper strats, and they used it specifically to punish the Winston trying to dive their team to make it that much harder for him to dive into a Goat's Cop. So there were a lot of cool looks that the yeah. Florida Mayhem took and threw, uh, probably quite frankly, threw the Philadelphia Fusion off guard. So not only do you not have Boombox now, now you're seeing a Florida Mayhem you weren't expecting. Running yeah. comps, you're probably not scrimming too much. They against. made the right plays, especially on Anubis. Their defense on Anubis was tailor-made for point B. Right. They said, look, we know Anubis point A is really hard to defend. We're going to make our defense for point B, so that way we don't lose the ultimate advantage when we inevitably lose point mm -hmm. A. And it worked. Yep. It was glorious. It was beautiful. And I loved it. And I want to see it again, Florida. Give it to us. 
And like Florida looks good. I think Zephyr is looking really amazing. There were a lot of doubts about Zephyr. There were memes like this, oh, scrim god Zephyr always looks so good in scrims, never shows up in matches. He's showing up. He got huge picks on Temple of Anubis specifically. Like the fight wasn't looking too good. He solo kills the Mercy that they're running in their right. triple DPS comp. So that's your only source of heals. Buys a ton of time. Done. Buys so much it was, time. It was great. It was really really a great and match. And then Hagapun on point, Chris on point with their ults. Not many supports have done that. Just all around, good job. Mayhem. Awesome. Keep it up. Alright, now your, what's your match of the week today, Howler? <sighs> My match of the week was the last match of the week. The Vancouver Titans versus the San Francisco Shock. This whole week, if you follow my Twitter, I've been so upset at how bad support ults have been in every match. And although the games have been good, the games have been close, I feel like you have it's more been teams punishing mistakes of other teams rather than like the Overwatch League level of these are two really good teams and you're just going to see outplays and outmaneuvers. Well, uh, let's be honest with ourselves, though, because mm -hmm. I was watching that match, right. and a lot of times the issues, the times when those fights turned around, Right. Was when one team overextended. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I think anything, when we get to this level of play, right. we're going to wind up just waiting for a small mistake. Mm -hmm. They overextended. They did some amazing pushes back to spawns that were that were really awesome. Yes. That are just really good. And they bought them tons of time and space to move, especially mm -hmm. on King's Road. Space to move payloads. Right. Right? And then Vancouver would just stick out just a little further than they should, stick their neck out just a little more, and then there was San Francisco Shock with mm -hmm. the axe on the China block. Right. You know, and it just shut it out. And then Shock would do the same thing. Yeah, Shock would push out. They would have ultimate advantage. They push them back into their spawn against the Vancouver Titans, and then they would realize they would lose their ultimate advantage as they as they tried to keep them in there. And mm -hmm. then they would just stay there. You know, like you yep. could have backed up, really set yourself up for a much better defense, I think, mm -hmm. and potentially done a lot better job holding them if well, you hadn't. It gains you time, there. right? If you're in their spawn and you you wipe. You just get to meet them halfway. Sure. So you could potentially gain time. It throws most teams off guard. Chokes coming out of spawn are small. It's a little, just a little tiny door. Yeah, there's so, only two of them. Yeah, and there's only two of them. So you could, if you're good, especially on King's Row, that's a pretty good map to try to control those exits because you've got that one in that tight high hallway. So you just set up on the stairs. You either go up and out and True. collapse on the team as they come out the one near the statue or you you just fall on them as they try to come out of the building. So it's a good map to do that. Um, and I think you need to be aggressive. Like, you're going to overextend because you need to be making plays, especially against these uh, teams of this caliber. Like, main tank play is going to define these sorts of games, especially when a game like that, where support ultimates were always so spot on. Mm. So I thought it was a really good game. Volskaya was a little weird. So I would definitely go back and watch that match. Particularly, you could probably just watch King's Row. If you want to see the best Overwatch give you we've good, seen. And it'll give you a good sense of what both of these teams were doing. Really, the whole game yes. they behaving like this. They were just doing a really great job. Mm. Um, just a little plug for Howler's uh, Twitter, because <laughs> I started following it. <laughs> <laughs> If you want something a little more in-depth than the casual general outlines we're going to give you here, right. follow his Twitter. Mm -hmm. That man is putting out thoughts and things and processes, and he's got a good brain on his shoulders. That's why he's our analyst here. That's why he's here to help us with that. And he does it way better than I can, which is why I don't post anything like that on my Twitter. Mm -hmm. So follow that man. It's worth it. 
You're gonna learn stuff. And, and you know, things. And, and things. That's correct. All right. Uh, a lot of want to move on now mm-hmm. to just just a few quick points. I want to start with the fact that last week you said London put profit on Zarya, and this I week sure London moved profit to Zarya, mm-hmm. and it's a new team. It's a to- totally different team. Totally different team. I saw something this morning that said um, London. <laughs> that was somebody was mad at London. I right. think it was Monty. Who said, London is that annoying kid at school who doesn't turn any homework, aces the test when it matters, and then comes out with a B. Because London looked terrible, and then London did the right thing, finally at the end here, and they're coming out okay. Finally figured it out. And it seemed like it was a last minute thing, because they started the first match, they were still playing Prophet on Zarya, they were still playing... They were playing Prophet Prophet on on Brig. Brig and Bird Ring on Zarya, excuse me. And then then it looked awful. Want to watch the worst match of Overwatch you've seen so far? Watch the first map of the London Spitfire versus the Washington Justice, where the Washington Justice just stands on a point, <laughs> and London just does nothing. That's true. Now, now I've, London came out on top barely, and they really should have done way better than that against oh, the Justice. Boy. It it was it was cause for concern. Yeah, it was cause for concern we how badly worried. they looked against the Justice. But they turned it around, yeah. they came back, and their next game, which was... I don't remember who they played next. That was someone else. Um, They played the Houston... No, they did not play the Houston no. Outlaws. I almost played NYXL. Yes, I am blanking on who London played. I don't have last week's schedule down. They played the Spark? Yes, they played the Spark. Okay. Um, But sure. you could tell the difference between, okay, we're just going to throw Profit in on Zarya because we need to change something. Oh, this is looking a little bit better. Practice it for two days, and now they look killer. It reminds me a lot of their playoff run. They were a little confuzzled their first game against the Gladiators. They practiced something new for two days. Steamrolled the rest of the competition all the way to really, the title. It was really a good It felt show. reminiscent of that to yeah. me. Yeah, it was very good. It was very just nice, and I'm happy to see it. Yeah. I'm happy to see better Overwatch coming out of all the teams. And now let's talk about Chengdu. Because yes. Chengdu... Last week, showed a poor showing against Soul Dynasty, but otherwise... But it's a strong showing against the Charge. A strong showing against the Charge. And then this week showed up, and they're playing competitively. Yes. Chengdu is not getting rolled over. Nobody was sure what to think about them. They have these weird strats. They have these weird compositions. They're playing... They're they're missing an entire Mm -hmm. tank right now. Jichiren, right? Yes. Jichiren's not here, so they're playing Ameng, and the man only plays, it feels like... Wrecking Ball. He throws yep. out the other tanks sometimes, but the man is a Wrecking Ball. Mm-hmm. He's an actual Wrecking Ball, too, because yes. the game versus Florida, he literally bowled through the whole team and knocked him <laughs> off a staircase. It was hilarious and then sad because we came back. We won that fight. We mm-hmm. left him sitting. Oh, I'm so mad about that. So mad about that. We left Ameng sitting in a corner by himself, totally separated from his team with all of us live. It didn't feel like we should go kill him. Mm-hmm. It's very frustrating. Anyways, that's not the point. That's not what I'm talking about. So they're looking very competitive. Yes. They're playing their own game, and it's still kind of working. They haven't gotten it to the point where they're constantly beating out the other game, right? Because right. there's really two games going on. There's everybody's metagame, and then there's Chengdu's game. Right. And it's hard to prepare for because nobody there's nobody, playing nobody's it. playing like this, and nobody could. Even if you were like, hey, would you guys, like, or, like Mayhem, you know, they scrim their academy team a lot. You could be like, hey, guys, we need you to, like, run these strats that Chengdu runs. Nobody has a wrecking ball like Ameng does. 
So how do you prepare for that? That's going to be the first time you experience the it. Only, the only team that you could scrim against that might be able to pull off a strat like Chengdu is probably the charge, the spark. The one the they charge. played first. Charge. The charge. Because they played Chengdu at Chengdu's game. Yeah. They were both doing these wacky strats. Mm -hmm. And That's true. Chengdu came out on top, though. Yeah. When people try to play Chengdu's game, Chengdu comes out on top. Mm -hmm. Florida tried to play Chengdu's game in the last last time, and this is what I wanted this. This is, fine. This is where <laughs> we're going next anyway, so this is yes. perfect. Right? So Florida's playing. We're back and forth, back and forth. We're 2-2. Florida doesn't look great on control, right? And that's, Awful. that is what it is. That is what it is. Yeah. And Chengdu's strat is almost tailor-made for control. Yep. Which is gives right. them an edge anyways. And we decide, let's bring in Saya player. Let's play Chengdu's game. Mm. And... and Howler thought Sia looked good. I didn't think Sia looked as good as he's looked in the past because I saw him standing outside the point with shots on a Lucio and a Moira, a Lucio bouncing around, a Moira walking down on the bottom, and he just was looking at him, not taking any shots, and I was like, are you okay, Sia player? <laughs> like, I'm worried about Sia player a little bit because I know he can do better, and he got some amazing shots and did he some amazing stuff. But that shot. moment right there, if he could have just picked one of them, that probably would have turned that one map around. Right. Which I think was the big the drum on mm -hmm. Busan. Yeah. And I'm just watching it going, the, the man can do this. Why isn't he shooting? So, anyways. Um, but we tried to play Chengdu's game. Mm -hmm. And Chengdu rolled us. We didn't even take a, a, yeah. take a map off of And Chengdu didn't even play their game at us. We ran them with triple DPS. They're like, whatever, we're going to run goats with a Hammond. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. I, I don't think any teams right now are going to beat Chengdu at Chengdu's game. No. Spark tried to do it all the way through. Came out close, but didn't happen. Florida tried to do it at the end. Wasn't the way to win. And so, and so, after we get through with control, we're like, all right, we're not gonna, we're going to stop playing Chengdu's game, and instead, we're going to try to just beat them and punish their strats that they run. So we start running an Ana. Because they're not running a D.Va. Were they running a D.Va? The, sometimes they were, sometimes they right. weren't. But regardless of whether they were running a D.Va a lot, we, we ran the Ana, and I think that was where Sleep Darts onto the Hammond. That's true. And then we were also running, on third point of King's Row, we ran a May. Which actually looked good. Which actually looked pretty okay. Um, however, I feel like Mayhem got into their heads and outstratted themselves. Like, the May was cool. The Ana was cool. Like, it's, I like that we're trying to counter what Chengdu's doing. But they got kind of stuck on them. They got stuck they? on them, and then, do you know how, how you could counter almost every comp in the game that isn't goats? You run goats. There's a reason everybody's running goats. It's because goats is so good. If you just run goats, you should be able to beat them. But, like, we would run goats with an Ana, and the Ana just didn't make sense. And so all of a sudden, you know, they're still running Azaria sometimes. We're getting Gravitoned. We don't have Transcendence. We're all dying. Honestly, run I feel like... Zen. Run goats. I feel like Sombra Goats is the count, the best counter to Chengdu right now. Yeah. You hack that Hammond. He can't roll up. He can't use his ultimate. And Ameng always has his ultimate. Mm -hmm. So hack him. Yeah, and quick. he can't chain out of there. And Mayhem looked great when they were running that. Like Zephyr Zarya looked so good on point A of King's Row. I felt like the casters didn't talk about it once, which was so bizarre to me. But like, there were fights where it was a three v six in favor of Chengdu, and then all of a sudden Zephyr takes out four people alone, practically. 
and saves the point. And he does it like twice in a row. He throws gravitons in and all of a sudden wipes out three, two or three members. And I'm like, this dude is popping off. Not mentioned once. Feel bad for the guy. Mm. Well, that's so unfortunate. Man is doing what, a good job. He's a good... He's a good. He's he's impressing me, and we just got that McGravy signing, and I'm like, I feel like Zephyr might be our best player, so I'm a little like. It's nerve wracking. I'm happy for McGravy. He's someone I've wanted to see in Overwatch League for a while, but maybe he's got some flex that yeah, Zephyr doesn't. Like he has a good tracer he's got a somewhere so that he'll pu- he'll fit in. Maybe he'll know. come in on control. We'll see. But I hope I hope he doesn't just replace Zephyr. Zephyr, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. We are the Cowl fans. That's true. That was very That's nice. Weird. Very Thank nice, sir. I okay. don't know what that blowing was. We're but... fans. Oh, my God. I take it's that literally it's, nice. it's, nice, it's literally in our logo. It's not nice. It's literally in our logo. It's a big nice fan. Anymore. Oh, no. We're big fans here, guys. Okay. We're big fans. Yes. Okay. No, actually, we're small enough to fit in a hoodie, but go ahead and continue. Well, a fan the size of my head, I feel like, is pretty large. You do have a big head. That's for certain. <laughs> Okay, um, all right, now, this is a bit that you wanted to do. Yes. You want to do a, uh, some chunk on league parody. Yes. First off, before you even get into that, because I had to ask you what this means, and I know lots of words. I know words like ephemeral. Thank you, Final Fantasy XIV. Thank 14. you, Final Fantasy XIV. Shout out. But, um, <laughs> but I did not know the word parody, so I want you to define parody for us before you start telling us what is so, going on. Parody does not mean you're like a parrot. Parody means that you are, it's a very competitive scene, basically. It's P-A-R-I-T-Y, not like parody, like a joke, like Steve Weird Al does parody songs. Yes. This is parity. Parity, yep. And this is, so it basically just means that the scene is very competitive, that anyone can beat anyone on any given day. There's no one clear top team. Well, there is one clear bottom team, but for the most part, <laughs> that's true. There's like a lot of um, there's there's a lot of competition. Okay. It's very it's very everyone's on a pretty equal and similar footing. Right. So that's that's what the comp the concept of parity is. Okay. And so I've attempted to look at some teams who have played one another often to try to figure out who is actually the strongest team. Oh, okay, so I have prepared this graph to show all the connections between the teams and who might be the strongest. So let's start with the Atlanta Reign. They are looking fairly strong because they beat the Florida Mayhem. So I would say the Florida Mayhem is not the strongest team. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, that was a whole different Florida Mayhem on week one. That's not even fair. <laughs> Boo. They should have come out stronger. <laughs> Sorry about your loss. But they also lost to Chugnu. So, bye Florida. Alright? Okay. But, All right. Florida Mayhem beat the Philadelphia Fusion. And you know who the Philadelphia Fusion beat? The Atlanta Reign. So we're going to go ahead and cross all these guys off. Now, Chungu's looking pretty good, because he they beat Florida. They're looking fine. They beat the Charge. But, oh, what's this string? 4 owed by the Soul Dynasty. Destroyed by the Soul Dynasty, which, sorry, I gave that as one of my match of the day. Thought it was going to be really good. Soul, Soul was ready. 
Um, but yeah, Chung, I mean, they, they lost to Seoul. Charge had lost to, um, fuel? to, to Chengdu. No, no. Char- and then Charge beats the fuel. They 4-0 the fuel. Yeah. Absolutely roll them. Not just running wacky comps like they did against Chengdu. They run goats, and their goats look good. Shoe looks crazy. That's besides the point. But they lose. So now we've got three teams left. And, you know, the Dynasty were looking pretty good. They beat Chengdu. The Dynasty also beat the LA Gladiators. But they lose to the Fuel. So they're gone. Leaving us just the San Francisco Shock, who lost to the Gladiators, even though they beat the Fuel. Everybody's, Everybody's beat each other. It's abs- actually insane. There's only there's three. There are three undefeated undefeated teams. teams. And they only... are New York Excelsior, yes. Vancouver Titans, and Paris freaking Eternal. Yes. Now, it's worth noting, there are twenty teams in the league. Yes. The most any team has played is four games at this point. Mm-hmm. So at best, you have played twenty percent of the teams. Yes. Nobody's played. Nobody's even played all the teams in their division yet. Mm-hmm. All right. So. So there, <laughs> right? Like that's that's kind of a big deal. Yes. There's a lot going on. Now, I think this is important. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about parity here, and I just want to take a look at our standings really quick while we're here on this moment. Yeah. Okay. Because our top three teams right now are the New York Excelsior, the Vancouver Titans, and the Paris Eternal. And the only reason they're the top teams right now is actually because they haven't lost. Yes. Right? Because even by map differential, even Mm -hmm. by map differential, Atlanta Reign and Seoul Dynasty, who have both played three games instead of two, whereas the Eternal have only played two, have one loss. But their map differential is larger than Paris Eternal's map differential, Mm -hmm. even with that loss. So that tells me that there's a lot of skew going on right now. Not everybody's played the same amount of games. It's going to take a minute for things to equalize. And... You know, we're going to always have to look at two sets of standings, the stage standings and the overall league standings. Yes. And probably here on the Cowl Show, we will only be re- – we'll look mostly at the overall league standings. Mm-hmm. I think probably like week fives, week, week fours, fives we'll, and fours, look at we'll start looking standings. at stage standings yeah. just to talk about what's coming up. All right? But down here at the bottom are some teams that are confusing, right? So the Houston Outlaws, who have a win – Mm-hmm. Right now, but have three losses because they played four games. Yeah. Are ranked beneath the Washington Justice, who have zero wins and two losses. Yep, because they have more losses. Because they have more losses. Okay, so their standings are weird. And the LA Valiant, because they don't have a win, they've only played three games, are ranked underneath the Houston Outlaws. And the LA Valiant have had a pretty. I feel like they've had a pretty rough schedule. We weren't really sure what to think about the Defiant. Yeah. The Defiant are looking good. The Defiant are just looking solid. You. Yeah, I mean, they, they the Defiant look good. They still have a lot of questionable ult usage. I don't know if Ivy grabs at good times. Um, a lot of people are having these questionable ult usages. You spend your entire right. time tweeting about how frustrated you are I know. with support ultimates. But Toronto, it's this isn't even support ultimates. This is I think Toronto might have the worst Graviton uses out of any team. Sure which is your most important ult, but then they somehow still manage to clutch out. So they're probably doing a better job on support ults, even though they're they, tanking their Their grab. individual mechanics are very good, and that's how they're winning games. Their their teamwork and coordination, especially in ult economy, is um, 
questionable. Well, shouldn't that be especially impressive in a GOATS meta where teamwork is so yeah. important? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely impressive. I mean, Ivy, they, he had the, I think it was him or Kareev, they both scored the highest DPS in a map in Overwatch League history before it was overtaken two matches later by the San Francisco Shock and the Vancouver Titans. On Zarya's. Not <laughs> on even Zarya's. on DPS heroes. We're doing yeah. this on Zarya's. On Zarya's. But, yeah, I mean, you right-click into a Graviton at full charge 20 yeah. times a match, your damage is going to go up. Your damage is going to go up, right. So there's lots of standings right now that yeah. just probably aren't going to last, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think another good way to show how much parity there is in the league and how, like, how close everything is, if you look at the Florida Mayhem, Chengdu and Florida were tied going into their match. After Chengdu won and Florida lost, where's Chengdu on the rankings? Okay, like let me six? find it. Chengdu is rank 7. Rank 7. Florida, Florida is rank 16. That's one game. The difference between Chengdu winning and Florida losing, they were tied before that. Yeah, it, it, now they are ten, nine, nine spaces away from each other. It's huge. This is anyone's ball game right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let me get back to my notes then. Get away from my standings. All right. We got games to look forward to here. What games are you looking forward to next week, okay? So the league is pretty even. Right. All of our best guesses are really guesses. Mm -hmm. So our best guess is for exciting games coming up. Right. So I know we've got the Atlanta Rain versus the um, Paris Eternal. That's true. I think that'll be a very interesting match. I think out of everyone, like Paris is showing that they're a very good GOATS team. Um, I think Atlanta is going to be the first good team that they face who is willing to run unconventional strats. So I think that's really going that's to be true. Paris's time to prove, okay, you're a good GOATS team. How do you do against solid? Um, how do you do when like someone throws a curveball at you? Can now, you is, react to that? Is Paris playing Chengdu this stage? Do you know? Off the top of my head, I am not sure. Okay. I'm going to see if I can find that while you keep talking. Okay. But I think that'll be a, um, a very good match for you to look out for. Um, I cannot find it. I'm getting jacked. Okay. So Atlanta Rain, Paris Eternal. That's mm -hmm. going to be... Yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, DeFran probably is going to pull out a Torbjorn somewhere mm -hmm. just to see what, what Paris does. I think they're going to do it literally to see what Paris does to it. Right. Right? And that's... They can do it successfully. I mean, it seems to be their strat for well on Ilios. It right. just seems to be what they've prepared. They can do it successfully. Yeah. They have no, they have no issues with it, and other teams don't really know how to play against it because who the heck runs a Torbjorn? Defran. Just One the, guy. Just One guy in the whole 20 Overwatch League in the teams Overwatch League, yeah. with 10 players plus each because they all had to have 8, 10? Eight, 8, eight, eight was the minimum. But yeah. at least 8. So average round 10 between 2 hundred Overwatch League players, one of them is playing a Torbjorn. Mm -hmm. Alright? So, that's... If you're not play, if you don't practice against the Atlanta Rain, you're not going to know how to deal with it. It's the only way to do it. So, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be good. I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I'm going to low-key wait and hope that Paris plays Chengdu this stage. I didn't check. I couldn't check the schedule right now. Mm -hmm. um, just to see. But I think you're right. Um, seeing a hard, a hard GOATS team play somebody who's not stuck on GOATS. Yeah, but also has a strong goats that yeah. they can fall back to. So I it's think true. it could be a really interesting match. It's true to watch out for. Now, um, what about the dragons? Are we gonna? Is there a dragons game we're interested in? Because dragons aren't winless anymore. 
they look like they're actually a pretty solid team. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling there's going to be a lot less tilt and a lot more momentum just because of this one win. I think people are really underestimating the Dragons. You're looking at their 0-40. You're looking at their week week one. Um, and you're just expecting, okay, these, this team probably still isn't going to be very isn't going to be very good. This is the same old Dragons, but it's not the same old Dragon. This this They're roster is the great nutty. Claymore sword of Gamsu. Yes, and slicing through their enemies. <laughs> if you watched, the, like, if you saw the little yes. spark graphic, I think it was a spark graphic. <laughs> no, the Dragons made that graphic, the didn't graphics, they? Uh, these I graphics have been crazy. Go look at the Overwatch League team's graphics, particularly the Chinese team. Particularly teams. the Chinese team. Um, <laughs> Spark. Spark. Sparks have been amazing. They look like stinking anime posters. They're mm-hmm. super cool. And then uh, Shanghai's after they finally won have this. Oh, it's it's beautiful artwork mm-hmm. and it's just pure hype. Go look at them. Chengdu has like the pandas. There's a really cute. And then there was a really good one for against the Titans. The uh, San Francisco Shock did the attack, attack on, on Titan. Titan one. And then like there's a dragon blade around Eren who's actually architect. And they turned the. Uh, the colossal titan into like the actual vancouver titan with fur yeah. and stuff it was it's really it's well made. very cool these guys are doing a great job hyping up the overwatch league yeah i'm very excited i'm excited i mean i feel like the spark have like issued a challenge and now all the other teams are trying to rise to the and then there's linkser's little artwork did you see linkser's little artwork yeah the little stick it's the little, little stick figures <laughs> oh man it's great it's great if you don't even want to watch overwatch it's still worth it to follow these teams and watch them put artwork out. And Trash Talk is coming out, and it's just lots of fun. And so it'll be exciting to see what the Dragons do mm-hmm. this week, see how they actually are now. I think they're going to be – yeah, I, I mean, I think you sh- they're definitely going to be a competitive team and you, someone you should be keeping an eye out for because I think they that this is a team that definitely has playoff potential. Their DPS is nutty. Their support line, I think, is one of the best. And as Gamsu and Kaguri build synergy, um, this is it's going to be a scary team. Yeah. All right, so to round off the show, as we approach the end here, let's talk about Florida's upcoming week. Yes. All right, because we're Tampa boys, we're Florida boys, mm-hmm. these are our guys. Nobody else talks about Florida. Maybe this week they will, Maybe but up until this point, uh, nobody so, talked about Florida. So we're going to do it here. So it's, uh, it's we are up to us. Not only are we casual fans, but we are homegrown fans. Mm-hmm. We're and loyal. And we're going to support our guys. All right, this is our team. All right, so they got two matches coming up this week. They've got uh, the Guangzhou Charge and the Houston Outlaws. Yes. Now, now I, I'm already prepared for Howler to disagree with me here. Charge took out Dallas, which I think went to map Convincingly. five. No, that was a 4-0. Was that a 4-0? That was a 4-0. Okay, Charge rolled over Dallas, lost 2-3 to Chengdu, Chengdu yep. to weird Chinese team C. <laughs> And Seoul, all right. Now we had a similar showing to Chung to, against Chengdu that the Charge did. We didn't play their game the whole way into them yes. like the Charge did. I think that's I think that's a worthwhile mention. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that we competed against them like that was a good a good sign that we're going to be reasonably even. Um, and and I I think I think that because the Charge. They run unconventional strats, but they don't run them like Chengdu did. You know? Mm-hmm. You follow? I think they're going to be a little easier for us to prepare for. I think they're on a similar level to us. And our catered strats have really been working so far. So I want to give us the edge against the charge. Now, here's the reason I have 
Florida likely losing to the charge. And I, I'm going to set a win condition, too. Because if they could do this, I think they could win. I just, with this in mind, I feel like it's a tough road for the Florida Mayhem. Charge look the best on control. Sure. Mayhem look the worst on control. I think if you run GOATs, Charge look really good dismantling GOATs with their DPS. Their DPS players are absolutely nutty when they put them in. Hotba is a very good tracer. No off tank really has a as good of a DPS flex. That's true. As... And if you didn't know that, Hotba's tracer last year yeah. won some games, won several <laughs> games mm -hmm. in the, the playoff playoffs. Game. Yeah. So is he, his tracer's a big deal. His tracer's really good. And then Eileen's been really good as far as like ever since the very first overwatch world cup eileen has been a standout player so i'm guessing your win condition is we have to take that we, we have to map. we have to take well not even if we win a control map yes florida is gonna look huge no i think florida should expect to not win control they can't go to a map five you cannot go to a map five against the charge you need to win the next three maps and the problem is their goats actually looks really good i think they have so much talent on their team happy is insane rio i think is a very good main tank which could cause problems for swan he's the one person who still hasn't impressed me he looks better but i'm still not impressed by swan's play that's true he's probably the least standout player on our team right yeah. now yep except maybe tavik but do you really ever notice briggs in any team you really don't I... notice briggs tavik pulled out the <laughs> may though tavik yeah. was our main yeah. player and, and, he and his, looked his good. may looked pretty good yeah. i mean when tavik gets yep. to flex off the break i feel like he looks good mm -hmm. we did a tavik on a farah at one point yeah. i think i feel like his far looked good yeah tavik is looking solid mm -hmm. like we weren't sure if and tavik he hasn't looked like player. he's throwing like as long as a brig doesn't look like they're obviously being caught out a lot right like that could be very questionable he seems to have good positioning like it, se it seems like he's doing uh, you hit them with your flail. Job. You heal people. It's easy. Mm, yeah. Uh, you know. You don't. You don't. You're not going to show up on the charts by yep. swinging your flail and getting your so, inspire time. It's hopefully, hopefully Swan will really rise to the occasion. But I can see in that in that matchup. I think main tank, especially in goats, Ryan v Ryan is really important. Um, and I see. I I, ha I feel like Rio has the edge there. Um, Shu looks absolutely insane on Zen. Hagos look very good too. I've told you I think Hagos racking up transcendences like pulse bombs. He's been blowing me away so far. But I feel like Shu might be like the second best flex support. I just want right to back now. up to the main tank thing that you said a few seconds ago because yeah. I just something hit me that I've been thinking about that I I said to my wife when we were watching the Vancouver game. Okay. These Rhines are we're getting we're getting graviton surges, right? We're throwing them out, and mo half the time our Rhines, our Rhine and other Rhines sit in front of it with their shield up. Now I know why. I understand the concept. They can still shoot at you from the graviton. You want your people to be able to put damage, and Zarya's often when we graviton try to do it with high charge, they can put out the damage. Mm -hmm. But if you watch the Vancouver game, Bumper every time there's a graviton surge swings his hammer through them yeah, three does. times gets 70 percent boost on his ult. yep he was getting alts like crazy all right if i think if we can get swan to just have that kind of smart aggression because bumper knew when he needed to put a shield up he would swing until the until the you know diva bomb was going to go off yeah and he put a shield up yep if we can get swan to just swing his stinking hammer mm -hmm. just swing your dang hammer boy it's not hard you left click it goes okay we can wind up with so many more shatters and opportunities for success 
from Swan. Swan could look like a standout player without being a standout player if he just swings once or twice into every yeah. graviton. I, I think it's just Mayhem's problem right now in general. I think we have, we're very good, like I've been one of the few teams who's impressed me with our support ultimate usage. Like I think there's a high ceiling for what we're doing right now. We seem to be very coordinated um and we're, we're doing all the right things we just don't have that aggression to win fights like we don't we don't seem decisive when we do our maneuvers like everything should be lining up that we're rolling over a team but we'll just kill two people and then it'll take us 30 seconds to clear off the last four when that should have been done yeah. in like five seconds we're lacking that extra edge and i think that's that's swan's swan's play more than anything not right. leading that charge i think we need to hurry up to our wrap up right, okay we're gonna run out of time so um, we have the Outlaws. Just want to touch on this real quick. Mm -hmm. I kind of had Outlaws in Florida basically neck and neck for this. They might be, but I think that with the Outlaws lost to NYXL the other day, which was yesterday, right. um, the frustration you saw out of Jake, I think that team is probably way more tilted than they want to admit right now. We may have the edge over them because, it, it, because of that, even if we were evenly matched, which we may not have been. But in a week, tilt can turn into the determination. So... Um, it's hard to say where they're going to be. I think Florida Mayhem should have the edge in that match. The only win that Houston has right now is over the Spark, and I think Spark are a bit overrated. I think their wins over, are, were over weak teams. Um, and they're, they lost this week to London and Houston, which I think both don't look hot against any other team. They've only individually looked good against the Spark so far. So I, I, don't, I think Houston is still lacking and i think florida if we just play a little bit more decisive that should be a pretty easy win yeah all right thanks everybody for joining us yeah, thank um, you guys. we're still working through everything episode mm. one episode one we're episode one this one got all microphones recorded. this week mm -hmm. it's gonna sound better all right we really appreciate everybody tuning in hey feel free to drop us likes mm -hmm. uh subscriptions whatever you're supposed to do follows twitter you're the twitter yeah. guy follow. follow this guy at allure more at howler Mm -hmm. and, and that's um, h-o-w-l-e-i-r oh right i forget it's on the screen right i can't the see whole, that the whole show right the whole show um and uh yeah uh, tune in next week uh it's gonna be it's gonna be good stuff coming out of here i'm yeah. excited to keep, keep keep this going please feel free to give us some comments constructive criticism always appreciated mm -hmm. we want this to be the best possible show it's for you guys yeah. it's for it's for our florida friends you know, can we call you guys friends? We're going to call you friends anyways. And for our non-Florida friends as well. That's true. That's true. There's you know? always going to be a bit of a focus on Florida just because that's the matches we care about most. We're casual fans. I've been luckily had the opportunity to watch a lot of matches. I'm not sure how long that'll keep up. This man is not as casual a fan as he claims to be. Right. I'm, I'm definitely a bit more hardcore. Yeah. But I'm a dirty casual, and we're going to take care of our casual people, mm -hmm. our brethren, we're going we're gonna to do this, all right? So thanks for tuning in, and we Tune are excited to Monday. see you next Monday. Peace. Bye.